superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Mojo. This is the Rich Eisen Show with guest host Ben Lyons. How do you think Mike McCarthy came off last night during the first episode? I'm, I was curious, just, I'm curious what else he's got up his sleeve when it comes to movie references. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, was I want to know more about Mike McCarthy, yeah. the cinephile. Maybe Rush Hour. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, 12-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion Will Blackman. Coming up. Columnist for the undefeated, Clinton Yates. Former Survivor contestant, Shane Powers. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Ben Lyons. So yesterday out on the golf course, I shot an 83 at Rustic. Brockman shot an 88. I gave him six strokes. So technically, he beat me by a stroke. The bet was a vinyasa flow here in studio. Not sure how it's going to play on radio but i'll hit you with a little tree pose why not let's just hit him with a little tree pose oh. here wow look at you studio. great look at job look at that i mean there. you could have saved that for the yeah. peacock only but no, we'll, we'll hit him it. on the radio too ben great namaste. job namaste thank you namaste yeah, great right flexibility oh the hips a little let's get a little wim hoff we had a great round yesterday the weather cooperated in simi valley out here in california oh, oh. Wusa, Mike. Joining the show right now from <laughs> Iowa, Clinton Yates, columnist for the undefeated, living the baseball dream. He was at the All-Star festivities out in Denver, and now he gets a little slice of baseball heaven out there at the Corn Game in Iowa. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Appreciate you hanging out, Clinton. Are you in heaven right now? Uh, no, I'm behind the plate, and there's a guy <laughs> with the John Deere who's cutting the grass. So, yeah, I'm definitely in Iowa, and I'm definitely looking at the new field not the old field. Um, I got to say, this operation, I'm trying to get out of this guy's way. He's making much more noise than I anticipated. <laughs> I got to say, this operation is pretty wild. Like, what it takes to build a field and stick it in the middle of an Iowa cornfield is not necessarily more than I realized, but, like, this building is huge. You know what I'm saying? We're talking 400 center, 335 on each side. I mean, it's not like this is some small field. There's a big league field out here. So it's been quite the operation. It's incredible that, like you said, they're able to pull this off just from a logistical standpoint. But forgetting just the, the operations of the game, the physical structures necessary, just the energy of the people, the people that you're getting a chance to interact with. Uh, what kind of folks are out there for baseball in Iowa? So they're opening the doors right now. So none of the fans are here yet. But I've been here. I, just, I got to the park at about 9 a.m. And one of the things that's funny is that there's been a lot of rain here this week. So... They had, like, a situation. A lot of rain on a farm means a lot of mud. And they had to, like, get real-ass farmers back out here to, like, remulch and make sure that all these production trucks and all these people could move about. So, like, I mean, I don't want to get too far off into this talking about, you know, game day ops. But, like, you know, it's been pretty impressive to see all these people working in conjunction with each other, not just MLB, but the people around here to make sure that this operation can really get off the ground. You know, baseball always gets attacked for not embracing change, not embracing the next younger generation. But 
I look at the London series that I was fortunate enough to attend two years ago. I look at what they're doing tonight out in Iowa. They're trying. They're creating moments. They're doing yeah, stuff different. I, I agree with you, man, but, like, don't get it twisted. This is full-blown gimmicky. Like, you know what I'm saying? And not necessarily in, like, a bad way. Like, I was in the Yankees dugout earlier, and even the, like, you know how in a dugout in the big leagues they'll have, like, the boxes with the – um. The, like the Theraguns, the boxes with the, the sunflower seeds and all that, like even those are in like the faux rusty wood like paneling, you know, look. And I was like, oh, wow, y'all are really going all the way with this. So like, you know, there's an element of kind of theme park type situation, but like it's still pretty cool because the other field is there as well. But I would imagine being such a big baseball fan that you are, Clinton Yates joins us from the Undefeated. You gotta love this. Yes, it's gimmicky. Yes, it's kitschy. Yes, it kind of feels like you're playing baseball at Disney World or something. But (laughs) how great is this? You get to cover the game of, like, the Field of Dreams game as somebody who's been covering the game for a long time. Imagine it feels cool to be a part of these moments. It is very cool, and I appreciate you saying that. Like, Field of Dreams as a movie, I realized this because I watched it on the plane on the way here, I'd sort of forgotten some of the things that were important to me in that movie. And, like, people always talk about the dad connection, the emotion of it. But they kind of forget about, like, there's some small parts about the baseball that are really interesting. Like, specifically, the part where they go to Fenway Park and he's keeping his scorebook. I completely forgot that the reason why I ever even started keeping a scorebook at all as a kid was because I saw Kevin Costner doing it in Field of Dreams. And I asked my dad, what is he doing? And I didn't know. And he got me a book and said, that's what he's doing. You can figure it out on your own. And there's also the part where when they bring out all the other players, the Chai Sox invite their friends, and you've got guys in, like, different uniforms from way back in the day. Like, the storyline is one thing, but there's some really intricate details in that movie that sort of only a a big-time baseball fan will really kind of pay attention to that make make me like it, you know, just sort of the throwback stuff that we don't don't really see anymore. It's, It's quite a fun thing. And so to be here walking through the corn, Ben, you know what I'm saying? Pretty daggone excited. Clinton Yates joining the show from The Undefeated. Hear him on ESPN LA Radio as well, giving us Dodger updates. Dodgers can't seem to have a consistent lineup. They're so lucky they've got so much talent. But now with Cody being banged up and Clayton's not getting right after the All-Star break, is there a reason to be concerned in Dodgerland just about the health of this team? I mean, the health is a problem. The depth is obviously their plus. But the Clayton situation, the Kershaw scenario, I'm kind of worried about because I'm worried that they're going to find some scenario. By the by, I just walked in the press box to the field, so I'm standing at the left field foul pole right now. I just want your listeners to know that so they can get a good visual of what your boy is doing. Love it. um, So the Kershaw situation is tough because, like, that went from, like, oh, yeah, kind of tweaked something, not really feeling so great, to uh, where's Clayton been for a while, to uh, it's going to – we lose him. We lost Clinton out in the outfield. Lost in the corn. He went off into the, the corn. corn. Yeah. Better watch out for Malachi. Did he just turn into a ghost out there? <laughs> we sure that was even Clinton Yates. He might on the have phone? gone into the corn. <laughs> Mike, see if he's still. Yeah, alive. Did we lose Clinton yeah, Yates? Put him, put him back on. Into the corn. I'm telling you, Malachi the snatched him up. Field of Field. Malik, stop. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone forever. Like Shoeless Joe. Yeah. Ray Liotta. Man, all right. Clinton Yates joining the show. You know, I, I emailed my dad this morning, who, as you guys know, a huge baseball fan, Field of Dreams, one of his favorite movies, if not his favorite movie, right up there with The Graduate. He sent me some, some fun stuff about the movie. There really was a Moonlight Graham. Yeah. His teammates never called him that, but did call him Doc, perhaps because he moonlighted as a healthcare worker while preparing for a career as a doctor. James Earl Jones sat next to your father at the screening. What? And told me baseball is zen. 
Zen is defined as a Buddhist way of meditating, emphasizing instinct and peace. Mariah, who's my wife, would know. Yeah, yeah, she would. <laughs> How great is that? I love just Fantastic. updates from your dad. What did he think of the 20 spot the Sox put up yesterday? Oh, yeah, fired up. He, he called me, this. we chatted this morning. He said, uh, who'd they play yesterday? They played the Tampa. Tampa. He said Tampa scored eight runs yesterday. Red Sox scored 20. But he was upset. He couldn't listen to it. Something with the radio. But... Well, I was upset because they scored seven in the ninth. Like, why do we keep giving <laughs> why, up all why? these crooked numbers in the ninth? He's now emerged from the cornfield. He's back in this space-time continuum. <laughs> Clinton Yates joining the show in the real world. We appreciate you checking back in with us. What's it yeah, like to see the, the afterlife there in the cornfield? I don't think the baseball gods wanted me amongst the corn on my phone. That was doing a little bit too much, so I don't know what happened there, but I'm back. All right, we we're, were talking about the Dodgers. Let's switch gears and talk about the other team that's in the vicinity of Southern California. We can't say they're in L.A. because they're down in Anaheim. And if I were to leave for a 7 o'clock start now, they're 12 miles away. I'd get there probably tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, what, what happens with Otani long-term in Anaheim? Because if they're not going to have a winning team around him, something tells me he's going to get out of there soon. You know, it's a fascinating question because, I, you know, I, I hate to be like this, but I, I never thought it would be this good to begin with. I did not have faith that the Angels were even going to get one good season out of him where he was doing both. And so, like, now that, again, we're talking about gimmicks again, Trust me, it's blowing me away what this guy is doing. But I don't necessarily know how sustainable that is on a good team, never mind a team that completely sucks or can't seem to get anything going on a pitching standpoint. From a pitching standpoint, I don't know, man. That's a big question for that franchise because you can say everything you want about how great Mike Trout is. Mike Trout is not a star. Sorry. You know what I mean? He's a great player, not a star. Those are two separate things. And so if you're thinking about how you want to put butts in the seat and you're thinking about how you want to get eyeballs on your franchise, I mean – you're not going to get much better than Shohei Otani. You know, we saw him at the All-Star game. The, the, the cheers were tremendous. I mean, everybody was there to see him. When he jumped out of the, excuse me, when he fell out of the uh, home run derby, half the stadium left. You know what I mean? Like, this guy is a legit draw. So that's a question they're going to have to think about. And I think that's also a question for the Otani camp to think about. You know, he, he's been here for a couple seasons. He's got a little bit more under his belt in terms of understanding what the United States is about from a, a grind standpoint. And, I don't know. I think that they're going to have to choose. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. If I'm not trying to win games and I'm just trying to choose people to show up to watch, I'm choosing to show it. That's what I'm doing. Yankees and White Sox tonight out in the corn in Iowa. Clinton Yates joins the show. The Yankees, I thought, were done. And then this night in the Bronx, this ominous night where the rain was coming down, a fan yeah. threw something at Verdugo, and it seemed like the energy, the – the vibes around both teams, the Red Sox and the Yankees, just changed and went on different courses. The Yankees made some moves to the deadline. The fact that they still have a season is remarkable to me. I thought they were done. What are your thoughts on the Yankees? And, and, and you gotta, they got to get a win tonight. Every game counts for them down the stretch. they got to get a win tonight. And I don't want to talk bad about my boy Booney, but that team is now in playing for their manager's job territory on some level, which always gives a little extra boost. I don't think there's anything wrong with that level of motivation, but... I just don't think that that franchise is going to look at that team and say, hey, homers and strikeouts and no playoffs. What are we doing here? And I just think that they kind of finally figured it out. I mean, it takes a while for these things. You know, tonight's game is huge. This is also kind of weird, too, why tonight's game is a little awkward. You know, it's like you're playing a relatively important division matchup, not between two teams in the same division, but within each division, these teams matter, you know, in, in Iowa in the middle of the week. So I'm glad to see that this isn't going to be just another kind of throwaway baseball game. Like, this, this, they will be playing hard. 
you know, balls out into the corn are going to make some difference. This isn't just Hollywood movies with James Earl Jones wearing suspenders out here in these streets, you know. So it'll be a good game tonight. And I think that the Yankees, look, do I love the way they play baseball? No. Do I think that the way that they play baseball can get them to the playoffs? I do. Clinton, play commissioner for a second. We saw the success of the London games. Hopefully tonight goes off well. Where would you like to see baseball played next? Um, Probably something more akin to, like, a Negro League situation. I'd love to see a game in Mobile, Alabama, at Hank Aaron's state, the stadium named after Henry Aaron. He just passed away. That's the site of his former childhood home that they moved the museum over to right there. It's in Mobile. It used to be a double-A park. I would love to see a game there. I mean, you know, a perfect opportunity for history that's actually real, not just stuff that they made up in Hollywood. Now, that'd be amazing, and I hope tonight goes off without a hitch because I love these kind of games. I think it's great to grow the game. It'll be a fun moment. It's really cool you get to touch and be a part of it, man. Thanks for taking some Thank time. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude. This has been a fun time. I have not eaten any corn yet. I have <laughs> not seen Z Fietti. I have not seen Kevin Costner, but I did see – my man Dwyer, who plays his dad beforehand. That was cool. Good stuff, man. Enjoy baseball heaven out there in Iowa. We appreciate <laughs> you taking some time. All right, guys. Have a good day. Clinton Yates, the undefeated. Guy brings it. Guy loves baseball, huh? How great is that? That's cool. He loves baseball. I'm calling you from the left field foul pole of the Corn Stadium in Iowa. That's amazing. Amazing. It's the best part about coming to work on this show. I got a text this morning. Oh, yeah, Clinton Yates is going to call in from the game. We wanted to talk about this game. And we got somebody on the ground there. And we also have Terzo, just in case it doesn't work out with Clinton. This show is covered. This show is covered in every direction. Shane Powers calling in about 45 minutes. A buddy of TJ's. Lived a wild life. A survivor on CBS. Turned nightclub promoter. Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Now he's opened up packs of baseball cards on the internet and taking all of Brockman's money. It's what so funny. Wild we've, life. we've been talking so much about Survivor and right. what type of reporters and who would win. James Slater yesterday. Clinton took, Yates would do tremendous. Took a big I issue. I think Clinton Yates would be. Maybe dialed in. Like Final Four, I think like he'd be really dialed good. in. So now we got a guy who's actually on Survivor going to call in. Right. Talk about it. I and who knows a thing or two about you know NFL and NBA analysts as well because he tweets at them very offensive things all the time. All right. Very excited <laughs> to have the show continue. Ben Lyons. In for Rich on a Thursday. Some NFL news coming up next. It's Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. We've been promising him, and he is here. Actor Paul Rudd, who is now here in full Kansas City Royals white baseball uniform with the special gold trim. It's his opening day gear. <laughs> wow. And a Royals hat. 
No glove. No glove. <laughs> run on the back. Forty-two. Yep. And are those sh- are those shades from the the? They're from Carl Lagerfeld. I was going to go you on Washington, but you know you went with the toothpick. Yeah. Is this Kansas City Royals issued? Did you get the? I mean, because you got the belt. You've I got, got the, the shoes. Do you got, have the stirrups? You I have stirrups. Okay. I have stirrups. I uh, I forgot to pack them. <laughs> what did TSA stop you? Just said, sir, yeah, yeah. You yeah, can't you go can't, with the no. royal blue stirrups. You're not allowed to take uh, toothpaste. <laughs> if you'd only put it in the plastic yeah, bag. Yeah, bottled water uh, and, uh, and stirrups. They'll stop you. It's cold. They'll stop you. And so I said, yes. you know, I was all carry on. Yeah. I said, you can take these stirrups, but you're going to have to check them. I'm not going to go back. I'm like, no, take the stirrups. So I just right. chucked them in the trash can. Right. So then the Royals gave this to you. It says rud on the back. It says the, it in the says blue rud. Right on the back, yeah. Yep, yep. It says rud right on the yeah. back. And the 42 is. is I did, the Royals, uh, uh, I, uh, I, I, I ordered this. You did? Yeah. So the Royals didn't give Actually, it was a, it was a, uh, yeah, it was a, Royals gave me the pants. I, I do a charity event, and I, and I think the very sure, first year. The big year, slick. The yeah. big slick, yeah. You have a Royals jersey. I do. Pete, I, Pete LeCock, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he asked who you want to go, what, what number do you want, uh-huh. and I said, I just need the name. You just want LeCock. And I put jersey. LeCock yeah. on the yeah. back because I'm a big, you know, Peter Pe- Marshall fan. Peter Marshall fan, yes, the host of Hollywood Squares, father of famed first baseman, Pete LeCock, walking around. I just, yeah, just walk around the studio space. Explore the studio space. There's Paul Rudd right behind me with the, uh, the sunglasses. Just, just freak people out. Is there, can we raise, can we raise the, uh, the, I guess the, sure. the blinds here. So there's Paul, Paul just going back there. Just walk into the cafeteria like that and see what happens. There he is, just staring at people as they're going about their business on the campus here at AT&T in his full-on white Kansas City Royals jersey. Will anyone And then his stop? blue hat, and he's got the, but you still call it the Karl Lagerfeld glasses, but it's like sort of like Willie Mays. I liked your UL Washington. You like UL Washington is as good as it gets. Does this right a f- affect the flare? Yeah, this is this is a flare situation. But there you go. People are looking right in there and saying, "Wow, what is Paul Rudd doing? Just chilling out there." There you go. Get down there, Paul. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. We appreciate you. Spending part of your day with us, the uh, National Basketball Hall of Fame, or the what's the official name of the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, announced their 2021 presenters. Because don't forget, we get another Hall of Fame ceremony coming up. We just did the football one, we did the basketball yeah, one basketball's in coming September. Up. We just did one in May, and now there's another one in September. Chris Bosch going to be presented by Ray Allen and Pat Riley. Ray Allen? Wow, that's weird. I mean, the rebound to kick out to Ray won the title down in Miami. So you Chris Bosh gets the rebound, kicks it out to Ray Allen, hits the shot. Now they're both presenting each other at the Hall of Fame. Why not? That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. Tony Kukoc being presented by Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Jerry Reinsdorf. Is that weird too? Michael Jordan presenting Tony Kukoc at the, the guy, Hall of the Fame. The guy he once like verbally abused in the Olympics, and then, hey, he's your teammate. Now he's presenting him at a Hall of I Fame. I mean, I don't think that's weird, but... Ben Wallace, presented by Larry Brown. Chris Weber by Isaiah Thomas. 
Detroit thing. That'll be cool. Paul Pierce presented by Kevin Garnett. Now we're talking. Now we got Brockman's now interest. Now we're talking. There may or may not be a box of tissues next to me. I don't know what wine I'm going to pair with watching that. Maybe I'll invite some people over and have a card game and smoke weed like Paul Pierce just to pay homage. <laughs> but uh, I will be going nuts during Paul Pierce's speech. My favorite non-Jordan NBA player ever. Wow. That uh, makes sense. I get that. I get that. Never led a league in scoring. Doesn't have a wine newsletter, but to each their own. He has a NBA Finals MVP trophy at his house. It's true. He does. He does. <laughs> so he did lose to me in bowling at that same house, though. I made him do oh, twenty push-ups <laughs> out in Calabasas with not one but two gates in the gated community. That's baller. That's Wait, he he goes behind NBA. the second gate. The second gate. I've never been to a gated community where there's a second gate. You check in. You say you're here to see Mr. Pierce. You're on the list. Great. You drive 20 minutes. Another gate. <laughs> what? That's, that's exclusive. That wow. is, that's some exclusive, Never exclusive seen that living, man. That's awesome. Um, Dak Prescott's getting an MRI, guys. Everybody relax. Yeah, TJ, I want to do some NFL stuff here, but can we just sure. like start with that? The Dallas Cowboys' own Twitter account posted this yesterday saying that Dak is getting a second MRI, but saying it's not a setback and it's not a reason to worry. Isn't that in itself that you have to say it a reason to worry? But, but they said, but he's getting an MRI. Look, man, I, I can sit here and like give you the, oh, this is crazy, or I go, oh, it's fine. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, man. I, I, know, never, I never taken one medical class, so I'm not going to be know. the person who sits here to you, America, and gives you an opinion on this. If, if the Cowboys say it's fine and it's not a setback, then that's truly all I but can here's go the thing. by. Right? Like, 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 you grew up watching ER. You have watched Grey's Anatomy with yeah. a girl before. Like, I, look, bro, I, you know McSteamy that this from, is not good. McSteamy from Grey's Anatomy is in my fantasy football league. Exactly. So when, when I have a medical question, I hit up Eric Dane, and then he tells me what he feels about it based on his time actually playing a doctor on television. So when Eric tells me to worry, then I worry. All right, text Eric Dane right now and ask him yeah, how bad is know. Dak's shoulder okay. because he's getting a second MRI in a week. So also, that's not the wording good. on the tweet was so conversational yeah, and yeah, casual. Like, hey, guys, yeah, nothing to look at. I know you're all reacting to hard knocks last night. It's not a setback. It's not a reason to worry, <laughs> but... But Dak's gonna get another MRI. It feels very loosey goosey, like a little preemptive. Yeah. If anyone finds out he's going, we better like kind of preemptively put it it's out. It's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. Dak Prescott is planning right. on getting another why, MRI. Why the butt? Why the exactly. butt? And if they're being so casual in this tone, why didn't they have like four U's? Like butt. I did this before I got my divorce. This is what I would have posted before I got my divorce. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. By the way, guys, here's the other thing we're not taking into consideration. (laughs) She broke an Emmy on me. Rich Rich always likes this. Oh, Brockman, (laughs) this is actually your thing. And Rich likes to say it's like some millennial running a... Yeah, the 25-year-old running the Twitter Well, guess what? Like, that's always weird when Rich says that because Brockman and I are millennials and we run the Twitter account. But the thing is... (laughs) 
that is coming from someone working for the team who is running social media. Like the team doctor, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, heck, even the grand the grandson Jones, Charlotte Jones. Not none of the Joneses <laughs> is going on Twitter writing this tweet. This is just someone who works for the team social media account. Not probably not even the PR staff. Like right. Rich Dalrymple is not pu- putting this out. It's why? Someone why else. but though? Why say but? I want to go back to you not embracing your full on medical status as the resident doctor of the Cowboys on this show because if there were some medical emergency uh, on the floor here at the Rich Eisen Show studio and they said, is there a doctor in the house? I was in EMT. I'm more of a professor than a volunteer. I would go towards TJ. I would say TJ would be the one to help out somebody. I do have a lab coat. Yes, this is true. You have a lab Um, coat. Lab coat. Lab coat. But yeah, look, man. You can play a doctor on TV, but you're friends with a doctor on TV. I'm friends, yeah. So hopefully he'll give me his. Friends with a doctor who played on TV. So did you text Eric Dane? I I did text him. We'll see what he's doing right now. And it's also EMT just rolling around in an ambulance blasting Billy Joel, just cruising (laughs) down PCH. (laughs) Billy Joel, you too, or Billy Joel, Mike? What's it was U2 back then. But it would have been Billy But the Joker. link, like, they link to a, a, an article from DallasCowboys.com. So it's like something the team reporter wrote up. And they're an they, objective news source there. But they yeah. made sure to point out he's still eyeing September 9th. He's still eyeing the season opener. Eyeing now. Yeah, they're just playing with us. And we took the bait, I think. I think they know think exactly so? what they're doing. And you they, don't think we're getting totally... Ben DiNucci and Tom Brady on Sunday Night Football? No, I think <laughs> we just spent this entire segment talking about the Cowboys. So they got us. They tricked us again. <laughs> By the way, M- Mike's pumping 10 cc when he's in the uh, in the ambulance <laughs> driving around. <laughs> What else around yeah, the, oh, well, the, the, the uh, National Football man, League there, oh, Brock? Yeah, let's go to San Francisco because uh, we got some news on their quarterback situation. We've seen uh, coaches this week come out and say, hey, look, our starter's not playing. Uh, it said today Daniel Jones isn't going to play week one. We know Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play week one. Of preseason. Of the let's preseason. Yeah, preseason we week one. Begins tonight. Yep. There's two games tonight, and then Act it picks 10. up through the rest of the weekend. <laughs> Bruce Arians said Tom Brady's going to – See maybe a series or two this weekend. But Kyle Shanahan says Jimmy G is going to play this weekend. Number one on the depth chart. Uh, number 10 in your hearts, even though Mac Jones is wearing his Patriots jersey. Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy G is going to play one series on Saturday. So that could be a three and out. Could be a 10-play scoring drive. Who knows? Jimmy G is going to play one. And then Trey Lance going to play the rest of the first half. Oof. The whole first half for Trey Lance. Get excited. Time to Trial see the kid out in San Francisco. Let's go. Jimmy G, quarterback of the future in San Francisco. I think he's the long-term quarterback there. They might not know Ooh, that now. He might not know that now. But I think every 49er fan should be rooting for Jimmy G to be the long-term quarterback there. He's 29, he's 29 years old. When he's healthy, he's won. He's proven that. Went to a Super Bowl. He has two rings. What's his record as a starter? <laughs> Yeah, so does Adam Morrison. What's his record as a starter? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you in a second. Hold on. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah, it's very good. Jimmy G is a lifetime 24 and 8. That's 24 and insane. 8 as a starter, 29 years old. He's your quarterback of the future. Why not put your arms around him? Embrace him. If I'm a 49ers fan today, I hope that he's the quarterback for the next five years because that means he's continuing to win. That's what you want for your football team. The idea of Trey Lance right now is better than Trey Lance. Trey Lance has not played in football games for a long time. He's not played in NFL games ever. The idea of Trey Lance is better than Trey Lance. 
You know, sometimes after uh, good idea though. You know, idea. sometimes uh, for a, a Sunday, we're getting just football season. You go to the sports bar on a Sunday. The idea of another twelve wings is a great idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. The first twelve were delicious. You even enjoyed some of the carrots and celery. Yes. You know what? We got a second half here. We got another game. Let's get another twelve wings. You put those down on the drive home. Now you got twenty four wings in your belly. Is not a good idea. No, 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 <laughs> no. The idea of Trey Lance is better right now than Trey Lance. So why not have Jimmy G be your quarterback for the next five years? Because that means he's good. You should be rooting for that if you're San Francisco. Yeah. I know you're into this idea of Trey Lance because the idea of him is better. Well, also the clips that we've seen in the last week on, on Twitter have just been like, whoa, let's go. I try not to eat at restaurants where there's photographs of the food on the menus. It's kind of a good rule in life. But sometimes that photo of that wing looks really good. <laughs> that buffalo sauce looks spicy. That is a pretty so good you, rule. So you realize you're eliminating chilies, Applebee's, Olive Garden, places like that? Trying to remove places that give me a beeper when I get there. Man. Trying to do that as well. That's mm. kind of elitist of you, Ben. Trying to, <laughs> listen, we're driving a, a Maserati here, okay? <laughs> we're like the other sound guy, Jay. Jason. <laughs> Jason. Jay's in here with his Maserati. The two of us, I mean, kindred spirits here. We got a sports car we're taking to work every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sticking with that Niner topic, Mike. Let's go let's to go three. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. go to Mike in Scottsdale. Mike, you want to talk Niners? What's happening? Hi, guys. Uh, good morning, Ben. I uh, hope you're putting up with the posse. I think they're doing a good job. Thanks. Uh, I was calling because uh, first thing, uh, pr- pr- um, proper pronunciation is Willamette for the uh, winery <laughs> region up in Oregon. And then uh, talking about uh, guys in, in NBA and, and NFL that own wineries. Well, I've been around IndyCar since the late 60s. So, like, Mario Redia, Henry Scott Sharp, Jeff Gordon has one, Richard Schultz, Danica Patrick, and A.J. Foyt, uh, ones that I know right off the top of my head. And I was also uh, calling um, because um, you were just bringing up the Niners uh, situation. I've been watching a lot of Niner YouTube stuff, and it looks like I think Garoppolo will start, but I think the minute he gets injured or starts uh, having issues that um, Trey will be coming in and see how that goes. And then uh, the last thing, I hope um, Rich is uh, getting a speedy recovery uh, with his situation. Uh, But I have a couple friends that I've known for a long time. Uh, One was Bob Jenkins. Uh, I think he was with ABC Sports and did a lot of IndyCar and Olympic coverage. And then the other one uh, is Robin Miller who's been around IndyCar forever, and I think he works for the Indianapolis Star, and I think he's battling bone cancer, so I'd like to give a shout-out to him as well. And that's it. I hope uh, you guys have a good uh, weekend and rest of your day. Thanks, Thanks. Mike. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Hey, appreciate thank it. Appreciate Send a lot that, of love man. to them, and that's, why, again, why I love the listeners of this show. Oftentimes, they call in. They just want to let us know they're listening. Put some good energy out there. That means Correct a lot, me on man. my pronunciation yeah, of different areas where wine is produced. I pr- appreciate that. I had no idea that it was the Willamette. Willamette, that. But I do know that they have some delicious Pinot Noir up there. Chosen Pinot Family, Channing Fry, Kevin Love. Those two guys get together. Delicious wine. 49ers have a quarterback. His name is Jimmy Garoppolo. He's 24-8 and eight as a starter in his career. <laughs> Come on. Get your arms around the dude. Let him play. Yes, if he's injured, you have a backup. 
Thank you. This whole this segment sponsored by Hotels.com. Like we get it, <laughs> Captain Obvious. <laughs> but right now, a proven winner in the league who's under thirty, who's healthy. He's your quarterback. What's the problem, 49ers fans? What else you got around the NFL? Yeah, you know, and then I know Adam's like answering phones, but he's also he's got Justin Fields on Twitter alerts on uh, on his phone because they've been going off all day this morning. Justin Fields, three for three with three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in red zone drills. Uh, Adam Hodge says there's no doubt the best quarterback on the field today in Bears camp was Justin Fields only incompletion was a drop in the back corner of the end zone on a good ball. All of Fields' talents were on display. Jeff Dickerson, who covers the Bears for ESPN, Fields was on fire during a deep red zone period versus the Dolphins. I mean, what are we waiting for in Chicago? I could talk about this all day. Like, Justin Fields just lighting it up. Why should Andy Dalton be the week one starter? What's the thought process there? Walk me through it. I'm the Chicago Bears. I've got this choice right now in front of me for Aaron Donald, the best players in football. I'm the Chicago Bears. Be so lucky. 
the case that I'm going to have and prove that Twitter was Why did they move up to Bernie Turkin? They got caught up in the hype. And why, if it works out, or Jimmy G's guy, or anything I just don't believe that you make that move in a quarterback that high if you don't play him on Cambridge King. I have him at their quarterback. He there before the draft or pound to perfection yeah i mean look i i think there is a scenario in which trey lance doesn't play at all i mean a best case jimmy g plays well they're 13 and 4 and uh, they're the two seed you know what i mean so again niners fans should be so lucky if jimmy g but is i think your quarterback i think to our future. caller's point you know our buddy michael and scottsdale like if jimmy g goes down again trey lance is going to get in there and he's not going to give the job back and then Yes, that's true. The moment that Jimmy G stumbles, if the roast chicken is a little under or overcooked, we're sending it back. We're sending it back. Yeah, to we're, we're sending it back, and Trey yeah. Lance is going to get out there, and he, his play is going to dictate that, okay, we need to trade Jimmy Garoppolo now. Yeah. Chris, maybe that's a, a poll question for our, or we try to limit it to our Niners fans, but obviously everyone's going to chirp in. But like, if you're a Niners fan, what's your thought on this? Who, who do you want leading you? You know, maybe not this year, but from this season on for the foreseeable future. Is oh, it come Trey on, or everyone's going to go on Trey on, on the poll at Rich Eisen Show. Every well, like I said, Ben, you, you've made the idea of you've him made is compelling arguments. So I'm saying you are yeah. you, you have made a great argument, but it just seems like they've already made their decision. So the idea of linguini with clams sounds really good, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> the clams aren't fresh and there's too much cream oh, sauce. Oh, oh, well, oh, like like the uh, no, go ahead. Like Not one of the great three-word title Steven Seagal movies, Marked for Death, when he lifts, when the guy lifts up the toilet seat and he reads, anticipation of death is worse than death itself. I mean, you know, I don't really know how that fit in there, but it's just I wanted to say it. <laughs> Good job, if TJ. this whole social media producer thing doesn't work out for, for TJ, 
I think. I don't think it will. <laughs> NBA cryptic ghost writing Instagram poster is maybe in his future. Johnny Blaze ain't got no baby friends. That'd be good, right? If you just work with Kyrie Irving so you can draft all of his cryptic Instagram posts. <laughs> right. I'll definitely be a spell checker for some of these people with their posts. If, you, if you're not sure, just run your tweet past me. You know, somebody with I'll, a wildlife experience. I'll put the I before the E, except after C. An original member of Survivor on CBS who went on to become a nightclub promoter, a radio talk show host, and now is opening up packs of sports cards on an Instagram <laughs> account. What a life story. Shane Powers, the biggest Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan in Los Angeles for the last 15 years before it was very cool to be that here. A lot of jerseys are having the tags still on them, I'm noticing, around the Grove. Got to pop the tags on the TV12 jerseys. Well, Shane Powers, our friend, going to call in about 20 minutes or so, break down the Buccaneers' chances of repeating, getting back to the Super Bowl, right here in Los Angeles, a nine iron from the Rich Eisen Show studios. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich. J.R. Smith going back to school to become a golfer. Lots to get into on a fun show on a Thursday here in the Rich Eisen Show. We've come up with some, if you wouldn't mind, uh, some Knicks and how many different degrees they are separated from oh, you. Okay. If would you, we've got um, okay. first one up is Carmelo Anthony. All right. With Kevin Bacon here, uh, Carmelo Anthony uh, played himself in Eddie Murphy's 2009 comedy Imagine That, uh, hmm. and then with an, <laughs> an actress named uh, Marin Hinkle. Uh-huh. who is also in Rails and Ties, a 2007 drama directed by Allison Eastwood, Clint's daughter, starring you, Kevin that's, Bacon. That's only two degrees. So that's two, Mello, Carmelo no Anthony. Idea. Two degrees separated from... from Hello! <laughs> hey! Hey! <laughs> two degree... <laughs> You're a two degree guy. Here's another one kept for Kevin Bacon. Patrick Ewing. You wondering how many degrees he might be from you? Uh, I, I, I have no idea. Okay, here we go. Patrick Ewing played Ange- the Angel of Death in The Exorcist Three. He did. <laughs> yes. I have to get that. Oh my. He he God. played it with Brad Dourif, who is a, an excellent actor, as we all know. Yes. Uh, he played Christian Slater's brother in Murder in the First, nineteen ninety-five, with Wow Kevin Bacon. Oh my gosh. So Patrick Ewing's Patrick ba- Ewing. bacon number, if you will. I'm going to walk out of here on a cloud. This too. <laughs> Got one more for you. Bernard King. Okay. He played Hustler in Fast Break, the 1979 legendary Fast Break with Lawrence Fishburne, ah. who played Whitey Powers in Mystic River in 2003 with Moi. Kevin Bacon. Cool. Would you have guessed that no. Carmelo Anthony, Patrick Ewing, and Bernard King? No. Two degrees. No, I would have, I, but, but there is a long tradition of people in the NBA making terrible movies. So, <laughs> <laughs> but there are degrees separated from all of that. Uh, I got one more for you as well. Um, and this is personal to us here at the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, we're going to go in, in, in opposite direction. Okay. Okay. You starred in Apollo 13, directed by Ron Howard. Mm hmm. Uh, Ron Howard and Scott Bayo starred together on Happy Days. And Mike Del Tufo, our sound man, when he was a limo driver, now oh, wow. audio engineer for the Rich Eisen Show, he once drove Liza Minnelli and dropped her off late night at Scott Bayo's house in Los Angeles. <laughs> I was a cast driver. Cast driver. So your Del Tufo degree of separation is three, See, in case is, you're wondering. This is the thing you always got to worry about with drivers. Is that, you know, you, you just want to go hang out with Scott Bale one night. <laughs> and right down the, down the road, you know, that's... 
just comes back and bites you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody, nobody's cool. Nobody just keeps it on the down low. Not on the DL anymore. No, sir. No, sir. Welcome back to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The day after Emmanuel quickly goes for 25 to lead the Knicks over the Lakers at Summer League. Leading all scorers. How about that? IQ. Very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> Fired up. Man, I just I hear the Summer money League. Just you see coming the, in on that card, bro. Oh, I know. I'm hoping that that Emmanuel quickly signed auto buys you a house with a pool. Man, it's already in a safety deposit box. I see Mac McClung doing his thing out there in Vegas. Hustling. <laughs> playing hard. Well, that's playing his hard. deal. That's his deal. He plays hard. He was almost kind of uh, a YouTube famous before Zion. He was one of those kids you're like, Look at this little white guy who throws down some serious dunks. His dunks on this overtime guy? were the stuff of legends. Those those environments that he was playing in look super high octane yeah. with teams chanting overrated, and he comes down and breakaway windmill. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Then he goes to Georgetown. Didn't Georgetown, work out there. Then Texas Tech, yeah. and now playing for the Lakers in summer league. Leaving it all on the floor. Love oh, Mac McClung. He doesn't, he's not, it doesn't seem like, like he's that big, three. right? Six feet? Uh, six, six, six three. three. Six yeah. three? Doesn't is, look it out there. Which is bigger than you think. No, he looks like... Looks like he, Spike Albrick out he there looks running really around. really tiny. He looks he, like Ollie. From that's the thing about, about how big these NBA players are, yeah. right? Because yeah. you guys see me. I'm fairly tall at six three, right? And then one summer I was in New York, and I hung out with Steve Nash and Tony Parker in the same summer. And those are guys that you think are small guys, right? They're both taller than me. By so the it way, just tells you how by big the way, we need to are. talk about summering with Tony Parker in New York City. That must have been a good time, huh? <laughs> that was just a night at, I think we were at Marquee or something. Yeah, yeah, just, or stereo. Tuesday. One of those nights. You know, stereo. <laughs> I think I, I got stereo. another go. I love coming up with nightclub names. <laughs> One Oak. Essence. Are you guys going to Essence tonight? They do it great. What did you guys say the one was Mondays? And it was a water. What was Joseph? Joseph saw Monday. No, no, no. In New York, though, the one in oh. spa. There was a spa. I don't know. You a... hit a Ben like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like that was. That was a <laughs> oh, butter. butter, 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 yeah, yeah. butter. Again, one name. <laughs> what was I, I well, love it? Mine as well be water. I mean, come on, <laughs> water. What are we doing? <laughs> Oh, when I first moved to LA and I went and had brunch at Toast, I saw the guy who played Ricky from My So Called Life, and I thought I made it. Yeah, I thought I made it. <laughs> saw Ricky from My So Called Life at brunch. We're a big one name place. Sure. Like, well, New York and LA, it's yeah. the same thing. Ben that Lyons, that, well, that kind of reminds me. On the me. Rich Eisen show, we got Shane Powers in about ten minutes or so. Are you hitting on any uh, sports cards over there today? What's the big buy? No, 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 nothing. No, no nothing today. Not Just putting be- the family's future on uh, Andrew Wiggins <laughs> signed auto. People are still trying to find the the Lamelo National Treasures uh, auto one of one. Like well, oh, I, I thought you said people are trying to find Lamelo as he's looking for National Treasure. I would love to go adventuring with Lamelo Ball. Oh, there you go. Does that movie still work if we just put Lamelo into the Nick Cage role, or is he more of the uh, who's the sidekick? What was his name? I never saw the guy junkin' for National Treasure Hangover. Two. Remember that? Great movies. Those are remote drops. Those are, movies are fun. National Treasure movies are really fun. Never seen it. Oh, dude! Never seen a National Treasure. It's yeah. great. I don't know why I'm surprised by that. It's great. Ned, I don't think that's a reason to be surprised. <laughs> Ned Stark plays the villain in that movie. It's okay. awesome. It's great. They're really fun movies. We're thinking TJ on the golf course. We were chatting the other day just about about sequels and how nine times out of ten they never really hold up, especially when they're not intended to be a sequel. 
when they have a lot of success, they do well at the box office, and everyone says, oh, maybe we should turn yeah. this into a sequel. Make some more they money. never really turn out well, but we're really into the prequels right now. You know, for us, that seems to be something that has us pretty fired up, the idea of prequel sports movies. You've seen that HBO series going to be with Tony Soprano, the early days of him coming up and That's a movie. Del Tufo's New Jersey. <laughs> I think Del Tufo gets a cameo as a prequel, the young Del Tufo, you know, pop up in the Soprano show. I wish. Can see a character that was right near me. You. They were Caldwell. Right they were right there. I could see you, Mike. It's like, look, they they threw uh, Eric Mangini in an episode of Sopranos once. I could see you like at the ball at the you know at Vesuvio or a new Vesuvio, like in the corner, just eating some bolognese. Like, oh yeah, you need to be like a background guy. You're just there. I, I could. I would have. I would have. You would have totally. I would have liked right to have in. done that. I'd like to see a, a sports prequel of Billy Hoyle, like in ninth grade, trying to make the varsity. Getting into it with his coach, <laughs> the early years. This would probably be, what, early 80s in Los Angeles? Or was he a transplant? Billy uh, was a transplant. Billy was, was a transplant. transplant. I, think, I think he played, what, from some, Iowa? semi-pro yeah. across the country. And I want to see him, like, fixing games or something. Or we talked about, like, a Blue Chips prequel. I what? think the best one we had in the, my time here on the Eisen Show was the John Malkovich prequel in Rounders. Yes, yes, that's Get the move. Teddy KGB in... in early 20s trying to figure it out in Moscow, the underground poker games. Yeah, does he get like... All the Soviet Union. Does he get excommunicated from Moscow, like thrown out of the KGB kind of, and then he's forced to come to New York and <laughs> maybe he run his thing and then get into poker? Like, maybe he leaves, work? you know, as the Soviet Union's changing and Russia, you know, is becoming a, a superpower. Maybe he goes to Lithuania and befriends a young Sharunas Marcelonis and supports a young <laughs> Hooper's dream. Rudy. Of... Making it in the NBA, I mean, or, he or he befriends Arvidas, and they, that's like that's the crossover. That he's be, getting if he's getting funded by Arvidas Sabonis to win underground be, poker games. I'm going awesome. deep. I want a prequel to Jaws. That would be tremendous. A prequel to so Jaws. So what's the, what is it like? You're, you're you, falling around. Brody is a cop in New York because okay. he's a cop in New York, and then Quint yeah, early you're days. You're falling Quint early days. Early right? days, Quint, and then Hooper. You know, be getting like. I you thought know, you wanted to see the Great White as a baby. No. <laughs> I've seen that. Out like in the a water. Jaws prequel. I don't need to see that. I've gotten close enough baby to those sharks, bamboos. and this no. one shark realizes no. it's ferocious and, and says, I'm turns gonna... left instead of heading to the Bahamas and <laughs> Fantastic. ends up in New England. <laughs> up in New England. One fateful July 4th weekend. <laughs> well, if that's yeah. the case, then I, I want a prequel to Friday. I want to call it Wednesday. I want to see what happens, right? I want to see what happens before Craig got fired for supposedly stealing boxes. He ain't still no boxes because it was his day off. But I want to see what Craig. I don't know what Craig Wednesday. was. I don't know what his job was. It just now hit me. I didn't make. I didn't think about this beforehand. What was Craig's job? We don't know. We just know he got fired for stealing boxes on his day off. So I want to know, like, before in a happier time. You know, I want to see the. Day. I want to know what Debo was doing before he, like, you know, got came in and broke in the Reds crib. You know, got like, all angry. I want to see the day before Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> the regular day at school. The friendlies. Ferris. I want to see so the whole friendly story. We That's heard about it. So funny. <laughs> prequels. Everybody's consumed in Hollywood with sequels, but prequels. I want to know, that's I where know it's how at. Billy Ray Valentine fell on hard times yes. in trading places. Like I, would, got the you know, I want to see what made him yes. live on the streets of Philadelphia and roll himself around in the cart. <laughs> I want to, I, that's what I want to know. I really want to dive into Wimthorpe and Penelope, do you realize where I've been's relationship a little bit more? Maybe a trading places. How'd they make all their money? How'd yeah. those guys make all their money? Like, what were the Dukes doing? Were they ever cool? Yeah. You're like I mean, the Randolph 
Randolph and Mortimer? Were they ever cool guys? You know, were they always per, you young know, Randolph and Mortimer? Like young Randolph young and Mor Mortimer. I think they made that movie. It's called yeah. School Ties. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a back to school prequel. We talked about Ronnie Danger. Oh, oh, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think we have one. It's called J.R. Smith going to college. <laughs> back to school with J.R. Smith. But instead of diving oh. boards, instead of driving, now you're, you're a diving room? team, he's golfing. Your, your freshman year, your your dorm room roommate is totally random. Totally, random. totally different from you too. By if the you're way, you're North Carolina anti. You get J.R. Smith. Like oh introduce him to your parents when you're moving in your boxes from Target and IKEA. He's not living in the dorms. He might want that full experience, full Chris. College experience. He's never been to college. If J.R. Smith. Is living in the dorms. It looks like the back to school dorm. Like I said earlier. If, if J.R. Smith is living in the dorms, invest all your money in Febreze. <laughs> like I said Why earlier. Why wouldn't J.R. Smith If he's live in living the in the dorms, HBO, somebody, the Players Tribune, I want 24-7 cameras on J.R. Smith. This needs to be the documentary of the fall. Could you imagine what the DM situation is going to look like if J.R. Smith Stop. was living on campus? Stop. We saw the DMs when he wasn't on campus. Stop. Who's the Stop. RA of that dorm? It's always some grad school student who's trying to get like some, Excuse me, some uh, money and get JR, some credits JR, could you mind something? turning the music down yeah, a little we, bit? JR, there's 11. a pungent odor coming from your... The hallway is just a puff of yeah. smoke. Like, what's happening? You know they drug the test. The towel by the, the door is one. not going to work, dude. No, the I towel can, by the door is not fooling I the I can RA. tell you that from... Well, never mind. J.R. Smith back in college. So great. What is happening? Does he have to like rush a fraternity? Does he have to pledge... <laughs> gonna haze jr smith he should just join every fraternity he should be an honorary member of every oh, house shane powers former survivor joining the show next ben lyons in for rich the rich eisen show jr smith definitely one of my favorite athletes of all time imagine having breakfast with jr smith on court spirit you, know, you guys big, are just uh, sharing big, bowls of cereal together <laughs> Big Roni Turioff fan. Gotta Tender be honest, Roni. One of my oh, yeah. favorite NBA Didn't he players. Have, like, heart surgery. Yeah, he played for the Knicks once. A Nick, always a Nick. Has a passion for film. When he used to play uh, for the Clippers, I would just exchange DVDs with him. <laughs> we would leave DVDs for, his, that for is, each other. That might be the strangest thing you've said in randomly the month that you've around been there. Los Angeles. <laughs> When Turioff was was in L.A. I used to share DVDs with Roni Turioff. I used to share DVDs with Roni Turioff. You guys have <laughs> other random players, like your favorite players? Like, have you ever seen the photo of, of Roni Turioff uh, experiencing virtual reality for the first time? Oh, goodness. <laughs> no. no, is that one of those ones no. we need to Google? You guys have never seen Roni Turioff? <laughs> that was VR one of the pictures of Ben's Isn't that a great photo? Are these just Ben Lyons' <laughs> cell phone photos? First of all, he's got a name tag on on his, on his blazer. It's been great. Roni. Wrote Roni on a little sticker on a cashmere coat, stuck it on himself. For me, random players, J.R. Smith is one of those random players. I just always really liked him. Yeah, do you have any other ones? Like when J.R. Smith uh, played Nick Young in the NBA Finals, I wept. Yeah. I used to keep a Ron Tugnut uh, hockey card in my wallet for years. Ron, Ron Tugnut, Tugnut, former goalie for, uh, I want to say, the, the Nordiques. Sounds maybe? like he's pitching for Nebraska today in the uh, Little League World Series. It's a great name. <laughs> By the way, Nebraska got no hit by South Dakota. I told you those South Dakota boys were no joke. I told you. Three nothing, no hit. We saw Boston Bryan and Mad, uh, Maddox Munson. Yeah, I mean, anyone Maddox Munson. Come on. Yeah, we should have bet on that one. We should have bet on them. Any other random players you guys put in your, the Brockman ah. Hall of Fame of random guys? You oh, big John yeah. Bagley guy? John Bagley? No. 
I like shooters. I'm I'm I'm, I'm myself I'm a shooter, so I like always like shooters. Yeah. Yeah. I myself am a shooter. Jason <laughs> Capone. I also like I loved Capone. I loved I loved unconscious guys like Jared Smith who didn't care. Yeah. They could have been O for their last twenty. Irrational confidence. But guys. they're throwing up the next. My one. guy was Dion you know, Waiters. My guy was Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, oh, the former Chris, Chris Jackson, Jackson of LSU. But he was he a was real dope. baller. Yeah, Mahmoud Ma- like, was a baller. He wasn't like Jared Smith, like <laughs> right. a, like kind of like. Off I'm just and saying, Mahmoud's a guy who doesn't get a lot of love, but. Mahmoud Abdul. I think he's one of the man. great basketball players of all time, north of forty-five years old. That dude does work in the big three. Yeah, I love that he's still playing big three. That's yeah, right. The, gold, the black and white beard going. Speaking of Shane Powers joining the show Look next, don't want to miss that.